a Highline podcast. No normal people. Hello, my friends, and welcome to No Normal People. I'm your host, Stephen Henning. And I am here. And uh, I'm Dixie. Dixie Lee Henning. <laughs> yes, thank you. And this is a podcast where we prove that the more you get to know the normal people in your life, you discover that there really are no normal people in your life. Yep, that, that, Stephen, I've been working on something. Oh, okay. I'm so ready. Which will only make sense once we introduce our guest. But. I've been practicing all day. I'm here for it. Shoot. Willkommen zu No Normal People. Wir sind deine Gastgeber, Dixie und Steven. Danke. <laughs> That's the one word I if know. I, if I mess that up really bad, please don't tell me. Husband will let us know. Husband. If that was really bad, if I just Nick. insulted Nick. like an entire race. Yeah. Don't just let let me be ignorant. An entire culture. Nick will yeah. let us know when he hears oh, man. his wife's episode of the podcast. Yeah. It this is very good, baby. I was very cute. I've been working on it all day. How long have you been trying to learn German independently before <sighs> this though? Like two years. And like I know like don't okay guys, don't come at me. I know Duolingo is not like the best app for learning stuff. Because it like doesn't give you any like real world world experience, but you know what? Suck a toe. Our <laughs> friend Katie Falcongrove just recently tweeted mm-hmm. about this phenomenon yeah. where she's like, "I don't open Duolingo for like an entire year, but when I do, I study French for like forty eight hours." Yeah, for real. <laughs> I'm really good, very at, good. I'm really good at German for like six hours of the day. Yeah. And then I don't touch it again for like a couple months. Right. I've heard that a good way to learn a new language is actually to get a cookbook of that culture's food in that culture's language. I've thought about getting, um, I've mentioned this before. You don't like German food though. Uh, no, I don't. I hate do German that. food. Um, <laughs> so no offense. Potatoes. Sorry. And potatoes meat. and sausage. Like I don't <laughs> dig that. Anyway, one of my favorite books, Mimus is originally printed in German. Yes, and that's I've very good. I've thought about buying the original print in German and like reading it side by side. That's brilliant. Who is this? What was this author? Is it Lillian Thal? Lily Thal. Lily Thal. L I L I, I think. Yeah, the last L-I-L-L-I-T-H-A-L. name is L I L I T H A L. Is it Thal or Thal? I have no idea. Who knows? Who even knows? There's no way to know. We don't have the internet. That was a very good book. That was a surprising book. Yeah. Good it's book. freaking good. I really loved it. It's a good book. Can I tell you something? It has the same kind of feel. Um, it reminds me a lot of the Ichabog. Mm. Oh right? yeah. Has the same tone and the same, like it's a children's book, but yeah. oh my gosh, does yeah, it get and, like, heavy. Ichabog gets a little dark. Um, gets Mimus gets like super dark. I know. Not, I mean, for like a kid's book, it gets super dark. Yeah. The Jester character is, uh, oh my 
gosh, Mimus. He's multi-layered. Yeah. Yeah. He's like an onion. He's going to be my next D&D character. He's like an ogre. He's an onion. You're going to play a jester? Yeah. Not jester from Critical Role. No, not jester from a jester. Like a king's jester. This is a bard, right? You think it's a bard? Yeah. School of lore. That feels right to me. Yeah. Yeah. With high athletics. I love that. That's very good. Yeah. Well. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Then speaking speaking of German. Yep. And really, that's that's kind of it. That's kind of the that's, only segue that's the we only left segue for we ourselves. Have. Our guest <laughs> today, she went and married a German man yep, named Nick. She did. And True now we're story. just going to make our whole she intro like, about Nick, apparently. She just like <laughs> dropped that. She was like, oh, yeah, I went to Australia. Um, and oh, then yeah, I for met, college. And then I met my husband and then we got married and he's German. And he's so. from Germany. It's like, OK, you can't just right. like that's not salt and pepper. That's the that's the plate, dude. Very like, cool. You can't just glaze past that. You it's know, very cool. I was yeah. I was upset. She was born she was like, here in ah. Billings. You and her do quite a bit of riffing about how much you dislike our city of Billings. Um, it's a garbage place for um, trash people. But she moved to Missoula for college. <laughs> the then she went way. to Sydney, Australia for more college, met yep. her husband, and now they're back in Missoula. They dated through COVID. It's true. And it, she has the cutest stories about dating through COVID in Australia. It's, it's just it's just real sweet. It was it was very sweet. Yep. Good stories. Anyway, what you want you want to just like get to it? I think we should. I think we should wait no longer. This my is my new almost best friend, Skyly. All right, Skyly, we're going to get started with some rapid fire questions. These are going to be either or just from the gut. Whichever answer feels more right to you, just go with it. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Sea or space? Uh, sea. Pizza or tacos? Pizza. Are you task oriented or people oriented? Ooh, I think it probably depends on the situation, but I would probably say people oriented. Fantastic. A while ago, there was debate as to whether the dress was black and blue or white and gold. Which did you see? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I hated when people were like, oh, I see both. But genuinely, I do see both. <laughs> but at first, <laughs> at first, I do see the, the black and blue. Okay, one, yeah. One. Yep. And then my brain will, like, shift to white and gold. Optical illusions. That's hot. the cool part of it. Am I right? I love it. <laughs> okay. It's crazy. Homebody or free spirit? Free spirit. Spender or saver? Saver. Do you call it soda or pop? Soda. Books or movies? Ooh, movies. Introvert or extrovert? Extrovert. There. Fantastic. That's the rapid fire. That was the most stressful part of the podcast. It's done. I was stressed. It's over. (laughs) I'm sweating. (laughs) Now we're going to do some (laughs) more icebreaker questions. These are intended to be more open-ended questions. You don't have to go from the gut. You can think about it if you need to. So we'll start with something easy like, what is your favorite morning drink? Ooh, my husband makes really good coffee. So we've been drinking the Stumptown Hairbender Mm. um, for any coffee fanatics out there. Highly recommend. Fantastic. Yeah, he does pour over every morning. I'm spoiled. It's amazing. (laughs) Oh, excellent. I remember when Steven used to love me. I'm just kidding. Oh. That was jokes. Jokes. He still loves <laughs> Cue me. the violence. Wow. <laughs> you're you're much better at pour overs than I, know, I am. That's, no, yeah. That's Come fine. on. 
I it's de- a gift. I, fe- I default to a French press if I'm going to make anything uh, quote unquote fancy, mostly because I just don't know how to do so a pour fancy. over very well. That and we don't have a like a drink. You literally pour water into it. I know. <laughs> Anyone can do it. But you, Anyone can do it. Yeah. You pour water into a French press too, and that's what I'm used to. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Do you have a collection of anything? Oh, honestly, not really right now. There's one point in my life where I was like, I'm collecting postcards that oh, people cute. send me, but only like three people sent me postcards. So <laughs> that ended real quick. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. I, I don't, and I think every child at one point or another has a rock collection. Oh, so yeah. I did have a rock collection. Still at one do. Point. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, sometimes they're really cool. But you know how, like, the you'd go to a museum and there'd be like that gift store section yes. where it would just be a bunch of like just a container of rocks. Yeah. Yes. It has like all the smooth out. rocks. They're all that polished. They run and, through yeah. like a tumbler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm freaking like, for that. <laughs> every kid lived for that that and the silly putty that's all that anyone ever wanted <laughs> we had so true. many rocks and silly putty from stuff like that and that's very good so i okay before but, before we move on i just have to say that this is probably my favorite question only for the possibility that someday someone's gonna answer human hair and then we're gonna have to oh, end the what? podcast oh no <laughs> <laughs> that is frightening <laughs> like, Teeth from my neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> Toenails. Like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen eventually. Anyway, I just had to throw that you in there. You think so? Oh, yeah. And that's the day that we stop it's podcasting. Yep. We've transcended. It's and on now. that note, yep. uh, I think I worked with this guy at one point. He was like this, he was some chef at a restaurant that I used oh, to work God. at. And he, what, I know that's how you know it's already <laughs> but he was like really into like, Oh, I don't even really know what to call it, but he, anytime that he would cut his nails no. or like hair would fall out or something, he would like no. needed to properly dispose of it because he thought that spirits would follow him if he just left it somewhere. Okay. okay. I thought it was going to be like he kept it. Yeah. That's, no. I mean, I, mean, I don't block. know what he did with it. Like burning it or whatever. Like that's still I weird. Don't know. But like, it was, I, get I was it. like, why? Yeah, he's like, I have to make sure I properly dispose of it, which I, whatever that means, I don't, I don't know what that entails. Yeah, right. But yeah. Given the previous information, when you said that he was a chef, I was really worried. <laughs> oh, I didn't he's even like, make that connection. Oh, oh no. Anyway. <laughs> well done. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. To each their own. You know, whatever. You know, live your life. Absolutely. Find your bliss. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Skyly, do you like being surprised? I do, actually. Only because I like to try to figure things out before it happens. Oh, okay. Um, Same. Yes. <laughs> you so, it. But I have, like, this way of, like, ruining surprises because I'm like, oh, I, like, I love being surprised. And then I, like, try to be surprised. But then I've, like, already figured it out before the surprise happens. And then I'm not as surprised, but I'm still happy that they tried. And it's... I live it's for like that. Hmm. That's my it's dream. A- my birthday's on Wednesday, and I'm still holding out hope that Steven will do a surprise party, even though I know he won't. <laughs> See, that's the thing. That's the long play is for years I've convinced you I'm not a surprise maker, and now this is the year. <laughs> I just wanted to If I not this one, it. maybe next year. Yeah. yeah. Well, there better be turning 30 next year. Better be a freaking yeah, ranger. Babe. Like, yeah, babe. Yeah. <laughs> 
Absolutely. <laughs> I've um, always wanted somebody to plan me a surprise party. What? Okay. Well, now uh, is, now it's uh, now everybody knows. Right. It's hey, out there. All of, yeah, all of anyone Skyler's out there is friends. Listening. Hey, she likes surprise parties. Do it. Surprise party. <laughs> is, is there a story that you can think of where someone did successfully surprise you or have you always foiled them? Um, I think actually for, it wasn't really a surprise party, but I was surprised about it. So one year for my birthday, my mom had taken me to, I think it was just Target or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, fun. We're just going to Target, sort of like a usual thing. And it was on my birthday. And then afterwards she was like, oh, we're going to stop at this frozen yogurt shop and get frozen yogurt. And I was like, okay, cool. That's a little out of the ordinary, but it's my birthday. So it's fine. And yeah. then we show up and all my friends were there and it was really nice. Yes. And yeah, but it was like super random. Cause it was like people that were there that I like wouldn't have invited <laughs> for a birthday party, but Classic. they were there anyway. And I was like, Oh, oh hey. I hope, I hope so, they listen to this. I hope nice. they listen to this and they're like, was I the person that th- we got frozen yogurt I- once? Oh no. <laughs> I know. They're like, that- I think we saw her that day. <laughs> oh crap. Yeah. Right. Is that me? <laughs> Very nice. What is your favorite candy? Okay, this is actually really hard because I go through like phases of obsession with candies. Mm-hmm. So I'll like eat one certain kind of candy until I'm sick of it and then I move on to the next thing. So like for a while it was red hots. I loved red hots Ooh. and Whoa, not, all right, I have the another cinnamon season angle. Of- yeah, you know, I just love the pain. <laughs> I live for the pain. No, it's like they're good. And then I love Jolly Ranchers, mm-hmm. but also I just love anything mint chocolate. What are foods you will never eat? Oh, tomatoes. Oh, <laughs> nice. Steven is so sad. Is that an acquired <laughs> hatred or like your entire life have you just not vibed with tomatoes? I think it, my entire life I've not liked tomatoes, but it's funny. It's just fresh tomatoes, like just cooked is fine. Know, slice them, right? Cooked is fine. Like sun dried is fine. Ketchup, tomato, whatever, like that all <laughs> stuff. Mm. That's all because I hate when I say, "Oh, I don't like tomatoes," and people are like, "Oh, but you eat ketchup." I'm like, that is that is not the same thing that at is, all. That's that's true. <laughs> like, ketchup yes, doesn't grow red, on, a, on a plant. Yeah, that's very true. That is not. There's a lot of in process that goes before you get to ketchup. Yeah, <laughs> and like that tastes nothing like a tomato. Your yeah. argument is so invalid. Exactly. All right. Well, this wouldn't be the time to tell you that I have been known to eat tomatoes like apples. Because he's a monster. Um, That's what my husband does. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm so sorry. He and I could be friends then. So yes. sorry for you. It's every time he does it, I'm like, this is disgusting. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even watch him do it. It's like, gross. Makes me want to get do you like? Do you like I think salsa? It's the texture. Yeah, I love salsa. <laughs> That's that's like fresh, just cut up tomato. And other stuff. And it's other. Got, it's mixed. Onions and jalapenos it's mixed and lemon juice. And, yeah, fair enough. The okay. It's so funny because I. Of other things makes it better. Okay. Exactly. Like, I love salsa, but I hate tomatoes, and I also hate cilantro. Oh. oh. Mm. oh. Is it soapy for you? It's soapy. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Apparently, there's only like 1% of the population that tastes soap when they eat cilantro. I don't know what the number I'm is, but Skyly's one of them. My grandma is another one. Oh, yeah? She hates it. Right They're away. not good. It, just, it ruins a dish. Like, I've tried so <laughs> many times. And I've tried with tomatoes, too. I really have. I've given it a good go. I've given it a fair shot. And every time, it's just... 
<laughs> just give it just give it a few more years apparently your uh, taste buds like change every seven years or something like that oh really so like wait another six years and then try it again and see how you feel <laughs> i'll mark it on the calendar yeah schedule it on your google Days. calendar like try tomatoes again <laughs> six years from now in 2027 i will revisit tomatoes there um, you go. okay what is the worst fashion trend you've ever participated in? <laughs> That's such a mean question to ask people. <laughs> it's, it's fun, so though. It's fun. Oh, I know. We all play it. Oh, I know. <laughs> I think, honestly, I would wear, like, the, um, oh, what is it? The choker necklace, the tattoo yes. choker necklace thing. Yep. Yes. Fantastic. I'm a big fan of those. I would wear them now. <laughs> you would. Oh, it's cool yeah. now. But when That's I would true. wear them back when I was like, there's so many pictures of me wearing them and like gaucho <laughs> so pants. Oh, gaucho like pants. Seven or eight. Oh, and I'm so sorry. Tie-dye shirt, gaucho pants, tattoo choker. Hair and braids. Yeah, you got the full ensemble there. I'm into it. I can Pet see it. Shoes. I can see it in my in my mind's <laughs> eye. I'm I sure do see it every time I go home and look at photo albums. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have an, a picture exactly like one that you have wearing that same exact outfit, probably. Because I've been yeah. there. I get it. I'm so sorry for you. Mm -hmm. So good. Okay, my condolences. Know. What would you say is your biggest pet peeve? I think it's probably when people chew, when I can hear them chewing. But there's also been times in classes where I've been like in uni classes or something and I can hear the person behind me breathing. Oh, <laughs> and I just man. get so mad mm. that I can hear them do any bodily function like swallowing, breathing, like anything like that. And then I just feel horrible because I'm like, stop breathing <laughs> like just stop it's not that hard just quit breathing <laughs> just stop but... Bre breathe through your nose you mouth breather god <laughs> but yeah if i can hear people chewing oh, or if they smack their gum around, oh it's the worst i really it makes me it's a lot of mouth like, noise actually angry for you yeah there fair are, enough i have like a number of times said to steven you swallow loud because he makes Some people a, just do. He makes really loud, like, mouth noises. And I'm like, stop. Sorry. You don't and have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when people take a drink of something and they're, like, audibly gulping yep. across the room. Like, who taught you how to like, drink? <laughs> a whale? Like, come on. <laughs> I just want to, like, run across the room and just karate chop ass. <laughs> you don't get to drink in my presence. That's an appropriate response. Yeah, that's good. And then they're like, everybody drinks like this. I'm like, I guarantee you, I do not sound like that because I purposely <laughs> I make sure that it. I don't sound like that. Yeah. I open my throat and just pour the water directly into my stomach so I make <laughs> no noises. Oh my gosh. I only hydrate myself through IVs. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Who needs to drink when you have medicine? Sure. That's not. Something like that. No. I don't think those are. That's whatever. Not. <laughs> All right. Next question. Who would you call your best friend? Honestly, it's so cheesy, but probably my husband. Yep. Yes. Um, he's, yeah, he's the, he's the best. We have a lot of fun together. Um, but if he wasn't around, probably either my friend Taylor or Emma. They're both really great. We 
Shout out really Taylor and Emma and husband. I don't know your husband's name yet. Oops. <laughs> His name is Nick. No, Nick. We're going to keep calling him husband. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can refer to him. Yeah. Skyly and husband. All right. Fantastic. Skyly and husband. Here's, here's kind of, it feels like a backwards question every time I ask it, but do you have a favorite failure? Mm. <laughs> okay. This is, uh, I don't know if it's a favorite failure, but it's like, can I answer as like most memorable, embarrassing moment? Is that okay? Oh, absolutely. Um, (laughs) for whatever reason, this is like in my memory as like the worst moment of my life. (laughs) So when I was in preschool, it's really not even that bad. And I'll tell you what makes it funny. But, um, when I was in preschool and we did those, like, uh, oh, they're like kind of like a pageant thing, but like the parents show up and you sing a bunch of songs and like the kids acted out and like that whole thing. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. So we, it, ours was like 50s, 60s, and 70s themed. And so all the kids were dressed up and my mom had made me a poodle skirt and it was a super cute poodle skirt. I loved it. I thought it was the best thing ever. I was looking so good. And we were in the middle of our concert and this little boy in front of me turns around and rips the poodle off my poodle skirt and I start crying. It was horrifying. I was crying in front of everybody, like all the parents and stuff. Was it Josh? Did Josh do it? No. (laughs) Or Nick? I don't even remember. (laughs) You mean it was not husband or Josh? Your your future husband. (laughs) I... (laughs) I don't even who I don't even remember who it was. It was just some kid and then I was crying so embarrassed and I remember this as being like the most embarrassing moment of my entire life. And it turns out my I was talking to my parents about it a couple of years ago and neither of them noticed I was crying. Oh, <laughs> oh like, no. no. Oh. Which is like the worst. That makes the memory <laughs> mom, harder oh, even. <laughs> I know. I know. Right. Yeah. What are your parents' names? Yeah. No. <laughs> Steve and Stephanie. Classic Steve they and live, Stephanie. They live at 870. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> coming, their house. <laughs> coming for you, Steve's, because it's Stephanie and Steve. Oh, so it's yeah. Like I see what you're going for. Plural Steve's. Right. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> How often do you think of that story, Skyly? Probably every time somebody asked me to come up with an embarrassing moment in my life. Yeah. So, so every day. So glad I asked. Every day. Oh no. <laughs> Just reopen the wound. Uh, salt in the wound. That's it's, bad. All right. The last the last icebreaker here is when you were little, what did you want to be when you grew up? I think I always wanted to be a veterinarian. I loved animals. Yeah. Did you grow up with pets? I did, yeah. We had well, we had a dog pretty much throughout my whole childhood Mm -hmm. several hamsters several rabbits a couple of fish a couple of birds Um, wow we've had frogs yeah a whole zoo in there (laughs) pretty much did you like the frogs Um, i think yeah they were really little we had like little tiny fire belly toads so my mom was a preschool teacher so she got to have animals in her classroom occasionally and then during the summertime when she had the summers off she would bring them home so we got to take care of them during the summer. I love it. All right. Well, that is the end of the icebreakers now, Skyly. We are just going to get into it now. Um, I feel like we've gotten a little bit of a glimpse already, but would you just continue telling us about um, where you grew up and what your family was like growing up? Yeah, sure. 
Uh, so I was born and raised in Billings, Montana. Super great, great town. Um, and yeah, I'm the oldest. I have a, one younger brother. He's about almost four years younger than me. Mm-hmm. So it was us two and then my parents. And my parents were both working full time. And so we kind of like, my mom was a preschool teacher, as I kind of said. So we got summers off with her and we would go and do stuff. My grandma who like my grandparents live in Helena and they would have us go out there for a couple of weeks and so we did a lot of traveling um we've driven to New York twice what grandma Whoa. and my mom that's yeah. an intense <laughs> they, drive that's a that's a summer oh right there oh my gosh I think that I remember it being probably worse than it actually was I just remember like <laughs> dreading some of the longer that's fair but it was fun though. Like we got to see a lot. I've seen a lot of different states and yeah, so that was always really cool. I've moved when I was in my childhood, I moved from the west end of Billings to the Heights. So oh, okay. My parents. Yeah. Um, all all the way over the there to the Heights. To anybody who doesn't uh, live in Billings, that's <laughs> like switching cities. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It kind of is. Yeah. It very much feels like a just mm-hmm. completely separate city. It kind of does. And people are very opinionated. And they like people in the West End, they're like, oh, I hate you, Heights people. And people in the Heights are like, those dang West Enders. Yeah. Yep. It's a rivalry. <laughs> yeah. So, and we moved out there when I was in sixth grade. I graduated from Skyview High School. What year did you graduate? 2015. Very mm-hmm. nice. And then um, I moved then right after high school to Missoula. I went to school at U of M. And got my bachelor's degree in psychology. And so that was a lot of fun. I loved Missoula. Obviously still love it because I live here. Right. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. But... I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love the town. Love the people. It's it's weird. It's fun. It's like a mini Portland. Right. Is what I've heard it compared to. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Better views than Billings. That's true. I'm sorry to all the Billings people. It's true. <sighs> Billings sucks. Wow. It it's gross here. Sometimes people like for fun, they're like, I'm like, oh, what are you guys going to do for fun? They're like, oh, we're going to go to Red Lodge. Like, you're <laughs> not even going to stay in town for fun. That definitely shows you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to go to the rims and just pick up trash. You need something fun to do. So you go an hour away. <laughs> we're going to go read the graffiti yeah. on the rims. Red Lodge is on fire, but I'd rather be there. <laughs> <laughs> but genuinely. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not a lie. <laughs> so when you went to college, did you know that your major was going to be psychology from like your first semester? And how did you choose that? So I, so originally, um, I actually like, so I originally was going to go to MSU. Mm-hmm. That was like the plan. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that my entire graduating class was going to MSU. And I said, I will Classic. not be doing high school round two. I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> I love high school. That's ra- good. Yeah. <laughs> That's I a good did, way like, to say I'm that. Not I did high this. school round two. <laughs> I, I could not be bothered. I did not want it at all. So I was like, that's it. I'm going to U of M. And me and like I think eight other people from my high school class came over here and like none of us ended up talking to each other really or anything yeah. like that. So let's great. pretend like we didn't all know each people. other ever. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. But I came here originally to do speech therapy. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, which was honestly looking back, I think it was kind of more my mom's dream. 
who mm. like trying to live vicariously through me. Mm. And right. so I did. I signed up for speech therapy and even got a job in the office there. Wow. Being the receptionist at the speech therapy clinic. Oh, yeah. I was like going for it. Yeah. <laughs> and then took one like speech therapy 101 the bare minimum like <laughs> hey this is a rough overview of what this is going to be and i dreaded it every like, day here's I was like, the I syllabus. Oh, no. oh no here's the syllabus um <laughs> exactly <no thanks. laughs> and i just i was like i hate this i do not and it, i mean it's great like speech therapy is super good it's needed like there's so much amazing stuff that they do right but it just was not for me at all it's fair so I figured that out real fast, which was good. And then I started taking, I think I took a psychology class in high school as well as my freshman year of college. And I really, really enjoyed it. And I loved being able to kind of like think deeply about people and what they were going through. So my second or I guess my second semester of freshman year, I was undeclared. Mm, I was just mm-hmm. trying to figure out life. I was taking art classes, you know, like as you do that whole phase. <laughs> exactly. You're in Missoula, and might as well, you know. I had to. It's, it's literally the law. <laughs> if yep. you live here, you have to take art it's classes. Like math classes are required um, everywhere else, but when you're in Missoula, you got to take an art history <laughs> class at least. Art history <laughs> and feminist theory and yep, methods. Exactly. <laughs> But it was so good and it was so eye-opening. And so then I switched to psychology and then I also picked up a philosophy minor for a couple of semesters. Nice. Because I took an ethics class and I just loved thinking deeply about stuff. I loved reading um, different philosophical stuff. I loved like arguing about things and all of that. And so I had those for um, probably like sophomore and junior and half of senior year and then i ended up dropping philosophy because i was like this is so hard i cannot (laughs) do this anymore (laughs) so i I dropped that and so i just ended up with psychology and loved counseling like took counseling courses and stuff like that and i just thought it was so fascinating and like super passionate about mental health right and so yeah, so that was really awesome Very to be able cool. to do that. Fantastic. And then through college, I did a lot of, kind of like helping out with youth programs, I guess, like youth groups and stuff like church youth groups and things like that. Right. And so that was really great. That's super I got cool. To work with the youths of Missoula. <laughs> <laughs> so after you graduate college, where did you go from there? Uh, can I hazard a guess that you met Nick in college? Um, you met husband? Yes and no. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, so I, uh, yes, in college, not that college. So after I graduated from U of M, I actually moved to Sydney, Australia. What? And, Whoa. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just <laughs> That's throwing neat. that yeah. out there. <laughs> no big dump. Yeah. Just moved to big Australia. Dump. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you were pr- pursuing a post-grad degree in Sydney? Uh, kind of no not really i went to bible college in sydney oh okay yeah so that was phenomenal what was I, the bible college called i went to hillsong college oh okay we yeah. had another friend that moved to to australia, australia to do for bible, bible college, college. <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's a lot there yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah so that that's where nick and i met we met in sydney australia wow what yeah 
which is so cool. Is he Australian? So, yeah, so no, it's always everybody's first. Well, I'm not no. saying no as in disappointment. Well, you should be. I'm disappointed. Come on, husband. No. Uh, she probably gets that question all the time. <laughs> yeah, people are like, oh my God, is he Australian? It's like, no, he's actually from Germany. What? Which is, which is still cool. <laughs> yeah. Are you serious right now? I love this. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So cool. I, yeah. love, I love you, Stephen, but like, I'm going to. I'm not Australian or German. And I'm going to go to Australia yeah. and meet a German husband. Okay. Yep. So. Yeah. I mean, anyone can do it. <laughs> Anybody if I can, can do, do it, it, you can do it. Right. Oh my gosh. Skyly is the success there. story. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then you end up back yeah. in Missoula together. Um. Yeah. Also, like, obviously, I'm skipping a lot of details and stuff, but. Yeah, so I ended up moving to Sydney, Australia, summer of 2019. Okay. And started going to school there, and then Nick and I met and just kind of became friends and stuff, and then started dating. And then during, like, probably, well, we started dating during, like, the height of COVID. So we were going Uh on walks all the time and, like, yeah. Which was the only thing we could do really was go on walks and because <laughs> like nobody was allowed in anybody else's houses. Yeah. Sure, yeah. But we were going on like six hour long walks. Whoa. And my roommates would text me and be like, "Hi, are you still alive?" I'm like, "Yeah, you just could going only kind of." <laughs> right. <laughs> and then we ended up moving back to the states last winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Nick has dual citizenship. So that was. Very like cool. Our deciding factor between moving to the U.S. or moving to Europe um, was that I would have to get another visa to go to Europe, and he didn't need a visa at all to get here. Sure, that's fair. Wow. So you guys, so you guys met in college, uh, moved back to the states uh, after just recently. Not after, like, yeah, it would be it would have been recently, like winter. Yeah, like six months ago. Yeah, so like winter of 2020, maybe beginning of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys got engaged in that time, or yeah, before that. So we moved here, and then about a month later, got engaged. So we got engaged in January, and then got married in April. So nice, it was a, a quick. Yeah, it was a quick turnaround but it was good and we had a really small wedding so we only had like 17 people everyone in the last year and a half has had a really small wedding yeah right so i get that (laughs) but it's so nice like it like we didn't have to like it we didn't have to spend a lot of money on anything which was such a huge like blessing for us right especially like moving from one country to another when we came back we're like we literally have no funds (laughs) to do anything there's no way we could do a big wedding yeah so we just we live streamed it on zoom oh that's cool wanted to watch it yeah it was so nice and we rented an airbnb out in um hungry horse oh nice outside of glacier yeah 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 and it was so much fun and we just had like some of um, some of our close friends they got to come and then Nick's parents were able to fly in from Germany Very because cool. his parents are there and his sister and then my wow. parents and my brother. So was mm-hmm. it was it work between you and Nick that brought you back to Missoula? Um <laughs> no, as neither of us really had jobs when we showed up here. <laughs> I no, I think after 
like being born and raised in Billings, I just kind of in my own heart knew that I did not want to be there long term and I didn't want to. Um, I just I don't love it there. I don't <laughs> want to stay there. Right. Preach, yeah, into, so, preach sure. into the we, choir. Sure. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, why would why would we, you know, sign a lease somewhere and be stuck there if we don't have to? So when we moved there, we were living in my parents' basement. And then once we got married, then we moved to Missoula, mainly for uh, kind of, well, I guess it was mainly for friendships and stuff. We, mm-hmm. uh, I still have friends here from college that. Oh, yeah, totally. That are still here. And then church community here that I was part of when I was in college is still here. And so it kind of was like, I like left, went and found a husband and then brought him back. <laughs> no one's good enough here. So I'm going to go to Australia. <laughs> I'm going to go find my own. I'm going to be back. Yeah. Check out the international yeah. market. And then we'll, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll come back. That's awful. That's basically what happened. <laughs> you guys are fun, but I don't want to spend the rest of my life with you. Um, I'll yeah. be back. <laughs> That's so good. So you're basically just like freshly getting settled in to Missoula now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break and be right back to our conversation. This episode of No Normal People is brought to you by the No Normal People Coffee Blend in partnership with Revel Coffee in Billings, Montana. This bright and complex coffee will come fresh roasted to your door for you to enjoy the delicious symphony of citrus, berry, spice, and chocolate notes. Visit highline.network shop to enjoy a cup of coffee as normal as our podcast guests. No Normal People is supported by our generous patrons who joined us at patreon.com slash nopeoplepod. You too can join the Normal People community to gain access to our private Discord, merch store discounts, and monthly bonus episodes. If you like what you're hearing, the best way to tell us about it would be on Apple Podcasts, where you can leave us a five-star rating and a review, which helps others find the show. If you find this podcast valuable, please tell a friend about the show in person with a text or by sharing about the show on social media. You can join us on Instagram and Twitter at NoPeoplePod. And be sure to visit our page at Highline.network, where you can sign up for our email newsletter called The Three Thought Thing. No Normal People is a proud founding member of the Highline Media Network. Here's a quick preview of a recent episode from our sister show, Ravel. If you had to build a youth group and you were the youth leader, how would you do it? I always joke that if I was going to make my perfect church, I always say it's Queer Eye Church because I love how well-rounded Queer Eye that show is. I like that they, so if I built a youth group or I built a church, it would be like, okay, you come together, uh, we do something that focuses on eating and creating food together. We do something that focuses on self-love and self-care and mental health. Let's get back to our conversation. In the in the process of settling in, have you guys found work in Missoula yet? Yeah. So excellent. Um, yeah, that's been honestly such a huge blessing. Do you mind me asking what you do? No, not at all. So I am a property manager. So I work for a property management company here in town, and I manage probably eight 
different apartment complexes around town. So I have like almost 400 tenants that I'm in charge of. Wow. Wow. Very nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's full on. Well, then the like the main event for no normal people is where <laughs> we're finally at. I like to ask the question, what can you think and talk about when you have nothing else to think and talk about? Or really, like, what are you passionate about? What you mentioned in your email that we could talk things like travel, religion, Billings even. I don't know how much you want to talk about Billings anymore, but. <laughs> we can just not. That's fine. <laughs> We've said I our piece. I feel bad. Anytime somebody brings up Billings, like, I just end up bashing it and, like, I it's just end okay. up being like, oh, it sucks, like, Billings trash and, like, blah, 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 but. Even the people that live here and have lived here for their entire lives, they're like, yeah, it, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. You just, and then, like, I had a friend a couple weeks ago that was moving to Billings and she's so excited about it. And I'm, like, literally biting my tongue. Cool. Like, Why would you ever do that? Mm, <laughs> do you yeah. like being sad all the time? Welcome to Billings. <laughs> 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 Would you like to live in the most beautiful place in Montana? Well, it's not here. <laughs> literally yeah, anywhere else. <laughs> literally, just like throw a dart at the map of Montana and I guarantee you it's better than Billings. Wherever it lands. Wow. Oh, God. That's how, that's how strongly I feel about it. That's how strongly you Dixie feel about it. it. Just go Is 10 your... miles any direction away from any Billings direction. and you're in a better place. <laughs> Honestly, you could literally. Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> I moved here from Arizona when I was 14, 13, turning 14. And when we got to Montana, I was like, holy crap. This is the most yeah. gorgeous place I've ever been. Um, And it was Billings, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um. And then I went to like Missoula and, you know, Bozeman, yeah. all that stuff. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Billings yeah. is a dump. <laughs> this place sucks. <laughs> I know. It just yeah, gets so significantly better the more north you go. Like the more north and the more west. Like yeah. I love the I've done the drive. Between <laughs> Don't Missoula get too close to so North Dakota times. or South Dakota. Like it's it's not good over there either basically um you know east billings yeah or anything like we get towards like wyoming area it's like just flat this is my favorite conversation i've ever had on this podcast <laughs> good <laughs> jumping on the city that i live in so with as much with as much vitriol or negativity we have for billings what what is something that you have the equivalent amount equivalent amount of positive energy for um <laughs> what's the good thing you like thinking about or talking about <laughs> anything not billings no i'm just kidding <laughs> um <laughs> uh i love talk i actually really love talking about mental health like i love talking about mm, yeah. um counseling theories i love talking about the enneagram because it's fun and um like i love talking about theology and i actually do listen to your Ravel podcast and really enjoy it. Oh, it's fantastic. Thank you. Where do you where do you think your interest in uh in mental health came? Obviously you were studying psychology, but um was it something like you grew up around and you were you just had like a heart for it or where did that interest spark? I think honestly 
So I grew up helping out at a church camp, and we would get kids that came from really, really, really difficult backgrounds. Mm. And um, a lot of these kids were Native American, and they were experiencing like traumatic things on the reservations. And I just remember hearing some of their stories and feeling so heartbroken for what they were going through and just feeling so like helpless, I guess. And um, so that really honestly probably sparked a lot of my mm. interest in mental health. Yeah, absolutely. And just hearing people's stories and knowing like, oh my gosh, like if you, like if you, this is what your story is and like, how can we help you in your story and kind of allow like some sort of redemptive thing to go on in your story so that way your kids can have a different outcome and like their kids can have a different outcome and like eventually change the trajectory of somebody's like family. Wow. I think that was something that really impacted me. So I'm like, man, if these kids didn't have to witness, you know, like their siblings getting shot, how much that would help them in their own journey. And so, um, yeah. And then also I took a class in college called uh, Sociology of Poverty. And we learned a lot about people living in poverty and how mental illness impacts people that live in poverty and impoverished areas around all of the U.S. Mm. And how, like, it's just a perpetual, like, okay, this chain of reactions, like, now you've got this up against you, this up against you, you know, like, abusive family members meets impoverished living meets poor eating habits meets, you know, addictive personality traits and like how all of this can create a person that could then make like negative choices in their life that is going to affect negatively towards other people and Mm. like how much it would impact them to just have like a stable mental health, like opportunity. Yeah, You know, like whether that be counseling or somebody just going in and just encouraging them saying like, you know, you actually don't have to live the rest of your life like this. Like Mm. you do have the opportunity to be better for your own kids. So that's very cool. Yeah, I think that's like really probably what took off my I my like love for mental health and people receiving the help that they need. Wow. Yeah, Mm. absolutely. When were you introduced to the Enneagram? Um, I think the first time was in college in one of my psych classes. We took a few different personality traits. Oh, yeah. Things. Sure. So we, we did like, you know, Myers-Briggs. Mm-hmm. We did Enneagram. We did all this. I don't even know the other ones. Those are like <laughs> the two main ones that they talked about the most, though. Oh, yeah, of course. So, right. I'd be curious to hear like... Learning about the Enneagram in a classroom, I have to imagine, is different than the way Dixie and I like dove into it, just like listening to podcasts and reading a handful of books. Like, mm-hmm. what was that difference like? I wonder. <laughs> it was cool. Like, it wasn't very, it didn't go very in depth. They just kind of introduced it as, okay, this is a tool that you could use with your client. Like, if you wanted them to take this test, like an Enneagram test or something of that nature, and be able to use that kind of like as a tool to get to know them better for them to like understand their own personality better. Right. Yeah. Just, that's very so cool. That's kind of how it was presented. It wasn't really like 
here, we're going to do a whole segment on the Enneagram for the next month, which I wish that would have been the case, but. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been pretty cool, especially in an academic setting. I think that would be pretty, pretty interesting to dive into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You mind me asking what your number is? (laughs) I am seven. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. Hey. I'm I'm kidding. Hey. (laughs) What? (laughs) I'm an eight. She says, sorry. Um, Yeah. Bring in the eight. No, I have a. I think I have a strong eight wing, so I get it. I can I can sense it. <laughs> so I get it. I can feel this. <laughs> I get it. I get the anger. <laughs> Bubbling the force up is strong me. with this one. <laughs> Literal force, yeah, not no, like I'm... spirit force. Just like violence. <laughs> the violent force. <laughs> yeah, I think I sort of, I was more of like a seven wing six for a while. And, like, the older I get, the more it's, like, shifting upwards towards mm-hmm. an eight. And I'm like, does this just mean I'm more mean now? Like, mm. you- nah. No. <laughs> I'm not mean, but I don't know what you're that's, that's, like, whatever. That's, like, every eight ever is, like, I sw- I'm really nice if you just get to know me. Right. It's true. It's an intensity question. It's not just, like, nice or mean question. It When it, like, I definitely am more upfront and open and I say things, like, what if somebody collected human hair just like just willy weird, nilly you know, like, like I that. don't think about stuff like that and I don't generally mm-hmm. think about whether or not something is offensive to someone because I operate under the function of like maybe don't get offended because that's dumb um <laughs> but offense is a choice yes. why are you why are you choosing to be stop offended? getting offended that's just you're dumb <laughs> um idiot <laughs> if it was about you you would know um but, <laughs> but that's where I'm like, oh, maybe I'm more of an eight than I think I am. Welcome to the darkness. No, but like, <laughs> I, like I put out that front, but like Stephen knows and our really close friends know, I can be really gentle and loving and like a giant teddy bear most mm-hmm. of the time. Yeah, which is like what's so cool when you learn when you actually learn about each number of the Enneagram, Mm -hmm. because like an eight is, yes, they're very intense. And yes, they can be, you know, somewhat kind of intimidating to other people. Mm -hmm. But at the very same time, like those are the people that can be more of like that justice driven, like, oh, yeah, stand up for the little guy, like very, you know, that righteous anger that we feel (laughs) towards things. Which is so needed. Like, if there weren't people like that, there would be no change, probably. Yep. Or at least not quick change, mm. it would be. That's mm-hmm. why Jesus you was know, a nine-wing like, eight. <laughs> most likely. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, that's that's assuming a lot, but, like, I'm going to stand by it. <laughs> yeah. But I think in a lot of... I mean, I feel like you could probably peg him as every... Oh, yeah. Because he was, you know, perfect, but... Um, yeah, I think, you know, the more that I learn about the Enneagram and the more eights that I'm friends with, which I do have a couple of eight friends and just being able to get close to them and just see their heart behind their righteous anger that they have mm-hmm. towards, towards stuff and hearing like uh, their stories even is like, it's so cool and it's so eye opening and I love it. So you mentioned travel in your email too. Uh, outside of yes. traveling for school, how much is like travel part of your life and where have you been? I want to know. <laughs> it's funny. Like I've traveled a lot of places, but if you're looking at a map of the U.S., I've never been anywhere south of Utah. 
Like if you draw a line. Oh, <laughs> wow. right on. Okay. Like I've never been any. Yeah, I mean, besides like LAX. Sure. Like, oh, I guess yeah. yeah if you're doing a, count. <laughs> and if you're doing a lot of drives to New York, you you pretty much stay on the northern south. half. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So I've I've been to a lot of different states. I but I haven't been to Canada. I would love to go to Banff. I think I've seen a lot of amazing pictures. Victoria is also really great. Um, yeah. That's the only I've place we've been that. to in Canada. So. <laughs> I just like I would love to see it. Yeah, I've been to, I went on a mission trip to Haiti when I was in high school. That was amazing. Mm, wow. Um, really super eye-opening there. And then I've been to Mexico. And then I've been to Sydney, Australia, obviously. And around that area. Yeah, so I, because I lived there for a year and a half, mm. I got to travel a little bit around that area. Fantastic. Skylar, would you put anything under this, like, this umbrella of things you're passionate about? Are there any other things you would want to mention? I don't know. I think that, I don't know. I think I probably could find myself being passionate about a lot of things. But I think there's a difference between being passionate about something in a conversation, like you have strong feelings about it, versus like you want to dedicate your life's work to it. Oh, I love that distinction. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So like in topics, you know, obviously passionate about Billings not being a great town. Sure. But I'm not going to spend the rest of my life making sure other people think that. Dedicate your whole <laughs> life to making sure people never move there. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do think that, you know, I am passionate about um, like making mental health things accessible to people that maybe can't afford them sure having professional grade counseling a fraction of the price and making that accessible to people groups that don't necessarily always get that opportunity Mm. to to receive help Mm -hmm. like i would say that i'm passionate about that to the extent that i would like to steer my life in that direction wow i love that that's so good thank you do you have any hobbies and hobby is a really weird word for like other things you do in your life. But <laughs> um, I love hiking and being outdoors. Missoula is good for that. Obviously. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. You should come to Billings sometimes. We have some excellent um, <laughs> uh, ditches Scenic, with, uh... <laughs> uh, with like wild asparagus. Um, also. Whoa, really? Ditch asparagus. Yeah, ditch yeah. asparagus. Have you, you never know. had <laughs> ditch asparagus? Because nothing says <laughs> says fine dining like ditch asparagus. <laughs> Welcome to Billings. It's actually really good vegetable. It's really it's gross. Good. It's so gross. Okay. Ugh. My mom's allergic to it. I, good. Oh, there you go. You have an excuse. <laughs> good, Stephanie. Good. I, <laughs> I like asparagus. <laughs> Not ditch asparagus. Have I've you ever smelled ditch water? No. It's nasty. I don't want oh, anything I, that grows I out of that. I floated in it once. Oh, I'm so I, sorry. Yeah. Nice. I jumped in it once when I was in like fourth grade. Want to hear my ditch really cow cool. story? No. Okay. Yeah. Is it similar to my ditch cow story? Well, you I tell mean, yours first, please. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so I was in probably fourth or fifth grade and I was at Rose Park with a group of friends and their older sister was like, hey guys, I know this really cool spot, <laughs> which right away indicates <laughs> that it probably is pretty cool. Sure. And so me being 
um, you know, rebellious soul that I am. You know, said, when you're nine. Yes. <laughs> Take me to your really cool spot. <laughs> and it was the ditch. <laughs> the ditch was Classic the really cool ditch. spot. Because Rose Park got to be too boring. So what do you do? You, you go to the ditch. ditch. So we jumped in and we're floating down. Like the current was actually pretty strong, if I remember. And um, like we're floating down the ditch and there's literally a dead cow like <laughs> that looked like it had drowned in the ditch nice. possibly and there was like flies flying around it and we kind of just like float past it and it was sort of like a quarter of the way in the ditch mostly out of the ditch and I remember thinking okay this solidifies it I cannot tell my parents that I did this <laughs> <laughs> hey Steve and, hey Steph uh guess what I know <laughs> I know now um yeah so uh, that story very similar mm-hmm. um this okay. didn't happen to me um a friend from high school was going swimming in the ditch you know how you do in montana because we or i'm sorry you in billings because we have nothing else to do was jumping in the ditch off of this little bridge everybody else was doing it um one friend jumped off um went through the water didn't come up for a minute not a minute just like a, a little while came back up covered in um gross stuff because she had jumped through a dead cow no yep that's scary yeah it's real gross that's disgusting welcome to billings pretty gnarly we have right? dead cows yep. and ditch asparagus <laughs> it's fertilized by our dead ditch cows wow <laughs> i can't believe we came back here after talking about hiking for only a second that is one of Skyly's hobbies. I this is getting away from me. <laughs> You've lost like control. I said, this I is have my lost favorite conversation I've ever had. Dixie's enjoying herself way too much. Oh god. I need <laughs> to take great. my meds. I'm glad I'm glad I can be part of this with you guys. Yes. Oh, absolutely. So hiking is number one on the list. Absolutely, Missoula yes. is a beautiful place for that. Let me think. I'm as a traditional seven i'm really good at picking up hobbies getting good at them and then never doing them again totally your hobby is learning new hobbies yeah that's the one through line Mm -hmm. that's weird the other friend that went to australia for bible college was also a seven and he said the same thing (laughs) weird we're all just (laughs) Yeah, only sevens go to Australia, and... apparently. You think that's? that's I don't think that's right. <laughs> that doesn't feel right to me. Feels right to me. So okay, well, so far it's true. <laughs> I guess I'm wrong. I'm outnumbered. <laughs> Feeling outnumbered now. My husband's my husband's a three though. So. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, I've never met him there or talked go. to him, right? Or even seen a picture husband of him. Husband is but a three. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um. Oh, yeah, so actually, probably my most recent, I don't know if you'd call it a hobby because it didn't last very long, but I picked up how to do a Rubik's Cube. Yes. So now I can do, I can like solve a Rubik's Cube in like under three minutes. That's excellent. Steven is a speed cuber. Yeah. He lives for the speed cubing. Cubing. Words are hard. It's fun. Once you figure it out, (laughs) it's so fun. I'm into it. I don't know if I believe you because I've tried so many times. I don't have the attention span to be like, okay, like I can solve one side and then I'm like, okay, I'm done. Steven, solve the rest of it. You're doing, 
<laughs> you, you gotta do it's a pattern you just gotta do the algorithm and then you're fine just solve it with the algorithm. i barely graduated high See, school she gets like, it I, <laughs> you say algorithm and i just think like arugula like i nah. don't know what you're talking about <laughs> you just think rhymes Ditch arugula. That, Ditch just, arugula. that barely <laughs> brilliant we have brilliant all right and asparagus so a good any vegetable that you could ever want fertilized by dead cows or beef ditch beef <laughs> no no that's so much worse you guys need to start like a cafe and just call it the ditch the, and like the billings ditch where do you get your meat no uh, billings local don't ask it's local it's, it's local Doesn't why do you matter. only have like this gross beef and asparagus right two ingredients <laughs> Yikers. Oh, gross. Grass fed. Right. Ew. <laughs> so Is this good. meat grass fed? No, no it fed the grass. <laughs> it's ditch fed. <laughs> I love the wheezing laugh. Dixie's collapsing. It's yeah. because I'm an old woman. I forgot how to laugh. <laughs> Once you get to like 27, it's like downhill. You know, oh, wow. that's like kind of soon for me. Yeah, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the dark side. Do you like to follow any particular <laughs> morning or evening routines? Um, when you said morning, I thought you meant like your morning the loss. <laughs> yeah, do you, the ditch do you have some grieving routines to share? <laughs> I mean, that might be that's a real thing. You could actually, I don't have grieving. Routines. <laughs> Because She's a seven. Sad. She doesn't have grieving routines, right. Stephen. No, I think about it for two minutes and then I'm <laughs> Just over stuff it. those feelings <laughs> down and then one and day then you'll die. Yeah. <laughs> until it hurts too much. Right. And Just like the red hot. Move somewhere else. Indeed. That's wow. You, that's what a callback with the red hot. I know. I'm a champion. Impressive. Well done. Anyway. Mm. M-O-R uh, ming routines. Morning routines <laughs> and evening routines. Uh Usually in the mornings, I like to think I have a routine, but it turns out that it's kind of sporadic and maybe I'll wake up on time. Maybe I won't. <laughs> maybe I won't it's wake like, up. <laughs> Dixie. I'm sorry. Control yourself. This is so fun. <laughs> maybe I'll wake up. Maybe I won't. Surprise. Anybody's guess. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah. Um. I generally, uh, I get dressed in the morning. Um. Yeah. I sometimes shower. Sometimes I don't. Kind of depends on the day. I like to do this thing called see how long I let my hair last without needing to wash it. Same. <laughs> it's nice. A fun little game I like to play with myself. Nice. <laughs> and yeah, I think evening routines though. A lot of times, Nick and I will try to go to the gym a couple times a week. <laughs> you don't have to lie. You can say that it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> I really love it. It's a great time. No, the last couple times I was like running on the treadmill and my knees started hurting really bad. So, oh no. We can't go to the gym anymore. <laughs> yep, I'm done. <laughs> you could. So, like, Dixie and I both have famously bad knees. We, we dislocate our joints a lot in our knees. Ooh. 
that's like the one joint in your knee. So why did I say that sentence like that? that well, was you weird. just look at your kneecap and my leg actually. Oh, dislocates. fair enough. Okay, so they are different. I dislocate something; it's still there. <laughs> it gets put back. That's how. Yeah, you gotta locate it. <laughs> but like, I I hate I detest a treadmill. But um, if you're if you're nursing a knee injury, it, like a stationary bike is always a good idea. That's I what know, that's what I, I prefer. Hate cycling. You hate the bike. Also, sitting. Fair enough. When sitting working out is like the worst kind of working out. Because you're like, <laughs> like I could be just. I usually TV. sit and don't pedal my legs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's just too much yeah, work. I... Getting a little taste of what I like to do. <laughs> it's a trick. Yeah. So I actually I haven't tried. A couple of my friends are really into like the whole cycling studio thing and they're like oh my gosh you should come try this come try this and i just i can't bring myself to it yet um we'll see maybe my knees are slowly like forcing me to go down that route Mm. yeah um, why don't they have the same kind of studios but just with treadmills (laughs) i'm because that would be boring (laughs) yeah maybe I Probably. mean, kind of like uh, I, so I used to work at Orange Theory Fitness. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah. So they do a treadmill segment in that. So usually it's like 20 to 30 minute treadmill sessions, depending on like how big the class is or like, mm-hmm. but, um, and those are like interval running, which is re- actually really fun. And I really enjoy interval running. Um, but not when my knees hurt. Yeah. So. Yeah. That tracks. If I if I wanted to cry in public, um, I would just go to like a family event. Like I don't feel like I need to do that and then also be sweaty. So yeah, oh, it's a lot, but it's kind of dark in there, so you can't really. And then also, if you sweat too much, nobody can tell that you're actually crying. Yeah, that's fair because everything's sweating, everything's crying. It's true. <laughs> it's just a really good workout. Oh uh, man, those are called tears. Yeah. Feel the burn. <laughs> it's a good workout, though. Highly recommend it to crying. That can sp- yes, that's clearly what she meant. <laughs> if crying was a workout, I would be a bodybuilder. If you Olympian spare- crier, yeah. <laughs> I saw this tweet the other day, or a Facebook post, or something like that, and it said. They need to have like an average Joe for every Olympic event so we can compare it to, like, to set, yeah. the, set the baseline. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, I would pay a lot of money to see just like my neighbor. Yeah. Or just or like, oh my like gosh. The, the guy that wasn't the quarterback in high school, but like the next guy, yeah. like have him do all this stuff. And just to get a baseline <laughs> of like how much I would suck at an Olympic event. Without oh, actually having to try to do it. Oh, it's clear. I would. Yeah. I don't even have. I could see them doing it, and I'm like, yeah, no, that's no, not. But the thing is, is like you watch enough Olympic gymnasts do stuff, and you're like, oh, come on, you didn't stick the landing, and yeah, I totally agree with Skyler. You need the normal person to like completely just biff it. So you're, you're like, like, oh, but he, and there's Johnny down on the floor, but he got up again. <laughs> He's still trying. Right. <laughs> Somehow he dislocated every joint the in real, his body. The real hero's journey. All of his knee joints are gone. Where did they go? He doesn't even have <laughs> knees. <laughs> yeah. I need that just so I can I can find myself somewhere in there. Because sometimes and then I also saw another tweet that was like, 
we need to have all the Olympic like athletes have as much steroids in their system as possible. Like we need to see as like exactly how much um, like how good science can make people. We need right. to have like the best of the best. Oh, of the best. Right. You, like you like, want <laughs> like a steroids division. <laughs> yeah, so you, it's like we should the have the most extreme division. that science can make. <laughs> yeah, we should instead of having the normal person, we should have like an orangutan do all of the stuff. What you know? Oh. No, like one, I don't know what you're talking just about. Just like one loose orangutan. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know because it's funny. What are you? Just, so the other monkeys and orangutans and <laughs> other apes and stuff don't feel left out. Exactly. Sure. Okay. Homo erectus. Come on. Get on get on the ball there, Steven. All right. <laughs> I am increasingly losing the plot of this podcast. I'm so sorry. So good. Skyly, thank you for making us laugh so much today. Thank you for being on oh, our podcast. We uh we have some closing questions for you as we near the end of our time here. First, what are you currently reading? Um, I've been really into Stephen King books. Oh man, very nice, excellent. Um, so I'm almost done with Pet Cemetery. What are you currently listening to? Let's start with music. Like, what do you like to? What What comes up when you get to choose, like on Spotify or Apple Music or something? Um, I'm definitely more of a playlist person rather than like a full on album person. Yeah. Oh, okay, and nice. So, do you create? Yeah. Are you like like meticulously creating your own playlists? Uh, yes, 100%. Josh is one of those guys, too. I make and playlists I, all the time. I find it so hard. I know it's an art form. What kind of playlist do you put together, Skylie? I think it's out of, like, it's just for the vibe, you know? It's yeah. just the vibes. But it's it's more of, like, I have a playlist for, like, summertime. I have one for, kind of, like, slower wintertime. I've got, like, worship playlist. I've got, I don't know. I have a playlist for like any feeling that you may have. Mm-hmm. Wow! So check it out. That's pretty check cool. Out check out my playlist. What Let's about check out my playlist? Yeah. <laughs> what about podcasts? Oh, I love. Um, yeah, I love podcasts. I listen to them a lot. I crank it up to one point five times the speed. Oh, absolutely. Gross. Yes. Yes. Like, I cruise <laughs> through them. I think also because I'm an auditory learner, it's really easy for me to listen to podcasts and oh totally um, so i do i listen to ravel obviously i listen to you have permission nice yep that one is really good i started listening to this one podcast by this girl that i follow on instagram and it's called two dudes and it's really funny nice it's like her and her aunt that uh-huh. just kind of like talk about whatever but yeah, I love podcasts. I listen to also like true crime type podcasts. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. What are you currently watching? Any shows you're in the middle of or movies you've recently seen? Um we haven't really been watching too much Netflix. Mm-hmm. We've been watching a lot of Disney movies lately, actually, yeah. which is fun. Nice. So mm-hmm. yeah, we just answer. watched Ding Ding Ding. We just watched uh Luca. Yes, we watched it's that so yesterday. Cute. <laughs> it's so cute yes, it is. and i i loved it yeah so we've just been watching different pixar disney movies and stuff which is really fun skyly thank you so much for signing up to be on the show we're so glad you did we had so much fun it's been a delight thank you so much for having me 
to close us out, would you read our favorite quote for the podcast? Of course. The only normal people you know are the ones you don't know very well. Thank you for joining us. You can follow the Hennings on Instagram and Twitter at Stephen G. Henning and at Dixie Lee Henning. Our theme music is composed and performed by Stephen and Dixie Henning and was recorded, mixed, and mastered by Austin Smith. Our artwork is designed by Dixie Lee Henning. Find more of her work at DixieLeeDraws.com, at DixieLeeDraws on both Instagram and TikTok, and at DrawsDixie on Twitter. Stephen, what do you think Ravel is about? I think Ravel is a podcast about how to effectively market our cult. No, no, no. Ravel is a show that shares the basics on how to get into the afterlife in three easy steps. Okay, okay, cut it out, you guys. Ravel is really about why SpongeBob SquarePants is the best story for teaching atonement theories. But how will your belief in God's atonement change when we prove that aliens exist? I mean, it would probably cause an even greater number of spiritual emergencies in the church. Or maybe everyone is just going to conclude that aliens are demons because we can't explain them. If you are thinking about all of these questions too, come have a drink with us. Follow Ravel wherever you get your podcasts. Highline Media Network. Normal people in normal places.